Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Front Porch, your friendly neighborhood podcast. My name is Ethan. I am the content producer here at 730 Yeti Studios and today's host. Today, I am wearing a Mothman shirt, as you can see. Super cool. Super creepy. Mothman, as you all know, very popular myth, very popular legend, infamous among all folklore tales. Well, today, we are interviewing a legend, not a myth but a man made of flesh and blood, a teacher, a mentor, and most importantly, a friend. Everyone, please welcome Tom Greenberg of Brain Cell Camera to the front porch. Tom, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Trying to get you on for years, so it's, it's good that we finally it's did a, it. It's a little unusual for me to be on this <laughs> side of the camera, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope so. So, Tom, uh, for everyone not familiar with Brain Cell Camera and who you are, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, Brain Cell Camera is a um, cinema camera rental company based in Grand Rapids. We've been around for about seven years, and uh, we supply camera equipment, lenses, accessories, and essentials to production companies, advertising agencies, corporations, freelancers basically anybody that can hold and point a camera. Um, We're sort of a unique company in this area. There's nobody else that really does this, although there are uh, rental companies in other cities, um, pretty common. But Grand Rapids has never had a camera rental company until BrainSalt started, so we're proud of that. You should be. Thanks. (laughs) You got a nice new shop going on? Shiny new shop. Yeah, it's beautiful. Want everybody to come by and check it out. Um, it's right on Chicago Drive in Wyoming, and um, <clears throat> we were able to build a facility that was really kind of tailored to our exact needs of preparing and working on servicing, um, you know, cameras for high-end shoots. So people use our cameras on television, commercials, corporate marketing, social media, music videos, and everything in between. Um, it's important to us that everything be, you know, in really great shape and up and running when you take it out the door. Austin and I just, um, just saw that you have, you're working on something new in your shop. What, what's going on there? <clears throat> you're talking about our secret construction project? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's well, a, if it's secret, a secret. I don't want you to talk about but it then. since we're friends, um, <clears throat> we're building a little studio in the back. Uh, of the building. So the front part of the building is our prep area and our tech area where we service things. Um, <clears throat> the back part of the building is going to be a small um, shooting studio for lens tests and workshops and um, people to come in and get their hands on equipment and test it. You know, a lot of today's camera equipment is pretty complicated and sophisticated, and it's a little intimidating to people if they haven't had a chance to work with it before. So we want people to have a chance to, you know, get their hands on it, play with it, get familiar with it before they get out in the field and um, find out they don't know how to do something. That's always a bad thing. (laughs) Super cool. That's what he and I thought it was, but we wanted to clarify. Um, so it's a, it's actually going to be a technically a lowing studio. Oh. Because lowing is our landlord. They own the building. <clears throat> but we are going to have uh access and use 
use it for yeah. all of our stuff. I didn't know that they owned your new building. Yes. Still. Is that preferable? Oh, it's great. We have a wonderful partnership with the low. Well, of course. Guys, yeah. I know. mean, you were the same <clears throat> thing for exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we were located in their building yeah. for five years and um, we sort of outgrew that space, but we have a really good relationship with them because they supply all the things that we don't supply and vice versa. So between us, we can fully equip, you know, a pretty major, you know, film shoot. Right. But, uh, uh, we don't really overlap very much. So it makes for, you know, a really good. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, it's super, um, obviously, very interesting and niche to have a camera rental company in West Michigan, something only a man of grit, experience and culture like yourself could pull off. So could you tell us a little bit about what led to you starting that business? Like, what is your background? Well, I bought a camera, one camera, and then it was a slippery slope <laughs> from there. But uh, um, I, I was actually teaching cinematography classes at Compass College. I'm familiar. I, I thought you might be. <laughs> and... Um, <clears throat> I went looking for local resources to, you know, pull in to help my class to, you know, um, be able to expose the students to more things, more equipment than the, than the school had or, the, you know, than were available. And I, there were none. I didn't find any. I found some really nice people, but I didn't find much equipment. And I thought, you know, light bulbs sort of went off. And I went, oh, there's an opportunity here. And um, that was my first mistake, but uh, no, it's been, it's been great. I, but literally I bought a camera, um, a red camera, it was 2013 when I bought that. And um, I'm like, oh, well, I bought this camera. I might as well rent it out. Well, that it was like, well, we'd rent your camera if you only had this. So then I would get that. And then they say, oh, well, we would rent your camera if you only had this and this. And I get that. And then... And now I have a building full, so <laughs> go figure. So did you, did you go to college for cinematography at I all? I did not. I was a history and political science major in wow. college. Yeah. A really useful field of study and um, <clears throat> great employment opportunities for those history and poli-sci majors out there. Um, no, I, I got into film in a in a very uh, circuitous fashion. Um, my career has had more zigzags than, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> but um, I actually started mostly in music was, was where my career started. I was in um, Ann Arbor in the late 1960s and 70s, and the Ann Arbor music scene was crazy good. Tons of amazing bands, and I got to know most of those people. It was a pretty small community, and um, made a lot of friends, spent a lot of time with them, and eventually ended up working for a company that installed recording studios. And um, <clears throat> so, in the course, and I worked for that company for about 12 years, and in the course of working for that company, I spent tons of time. In recording studios, you know, working in recording with all kinds of big name musical acts, 
Um, the Detroit music scene at that time in the, you know, 70s and 80s was, you know, really strong. And, um, you know, tons of big bands, uh, you know, with big hits. And I got to hang out with most of them. And it was really cool. <clears throat> so I sort of wandered from, you know, I was in the music end of things. And I was, you know, doing recording and editing. And a friend of mine who was also a recording engineer got hired to do sound design for a film. And he said, hey, you want to work on a movie? And I'm like, I don't know. I never worked on a movie. He's like, oh, it'll be fun. Come on. So we worked on a movie. And we did sound design and sound editing and Foley and everything else for about six months at night after our day jobs. My God. <laughs> for, for free. <laughs> Class. Well, it wasn't supposed to be free. It, right. We had points. Oh, right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, you know, we had a contract with points, but of course, you know, you never get right points. No, it never pays off. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, it's like exposure. It's like, exactly. oh, we're not going to pay you, but you exposure, get exposure. Exposure box. Right? Yeah. You take your exposure box to Meyer and try to spend them and see how that <laughs> works out for you. Yeah. <clears throat> so we got those, but it was really fun. We had a really good time. And we had such a good time that um, he and I decided to start a company together doing um, audio post-production, basically sound for commercials and, and films and television programs and things like that. So we built a recording studio in the Detroit area um, specifically for the purpose of doing that. And at that point, I had one foot in the film world, but I was still basically in the audio world. Um, but then we decided, uh, to buy a video edit, one of the first digital video editing systems an Avid when they came out in the, uh, late 1980s. And so we bought this Avid editing system that let you edit digital images about the size of a postage stamp. Wow. Right? Cause that was yeah. all the computer power there was <laughs> and no, none of us knew how to run it. And we were like, well, somebody's got to learn it. I said, okay, I'll learn it. So then I basically became a video editor and I spent the next 10 years working pretty much as a video editor and compositor and motion graphics and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And our studio that had started out as a, as an audio studio became a full fledged post-production studio. We did animation and we did all kinds of, uh, you know, boutique video stuff and we sort of specialized in automotive projects because we were in Detroit that you know lots of car commercials and things like that so worked on bazillions of those that's that's crazy <laughs> I understand why you were my film fundamentals teacher there you go <laughs> so have you um I never knew you had that audio background yeah that was really where I started not so much location audio, but studio audio. Right. Have you ever had a desire to go back to that or are you no. pretty content? <laughs> no, I am more <laughs> happy to have that in the, I mean, I, I loved it at the time. Right. You know, my ears are now, you know, too, way too much loud rock and roll and stuff. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I, no, I couldn't do that job anymore. Probably don't want to do video editing. No, anymore. no, I've spent years and years of my life locked in dark rooms with clients, you know, 
trying to make something red, blue, and yeah, something slow, fast, and you know, while they <laughs> they slid pizzas under the door because you know they wouldn't let us out. And yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a lot of um. I mean, you you're so well versed in like so many things, and obviously you were able to pass that on to a lot of us at Compass. Tom was my film fundamentals teacher, as well as uh, After Effects editing my yeah. final year there. Um, did you did you like teaching? I love teaching. I love the interaction with the students. I love the passion that everybody had. The energy. You know, I would really feed off that, you know, that energy, you know, really came back to me, you know, as feedback. Um, I really loved the, you know, the we can do it spirit, you know, of students like, like, you just don't know what you can't do. So you'll try anything, you'll do anything. Um, Less thrilled with, uh, you know paperwork and administrative side of teaching uh-huh. so the the you know the people side was great the yeah. other side yeah why was i your favorite student at compass oh there are so many reasons yeah let me list them um pay attention wait, everybody wait, i can't think of any reasons <laughs> <laughs> no we had a you you your class in particular you had a great class no, we were awesome yeah you guys <laughs> it, there were there were a lot of characters in your class which you were certainly one of yes and you guys had tons of outside the box ideas which i really loved and um, i've probably kept in touch with more people from your class than just about any other one that i taught just because i enjoy them so much so um yeah you guys were you were really fun i i will never forget speaking of audio one of the images burned into my brain is paul Morissette and Duncan when Nick is out in a canoe 400 yards out in the <laughs> river and Paul's holding a boom pole up to record his audio. I'm like, what are you doing? I remember on that film, um, the, the actress, I don't remember her name, but she was out in the pond and I was just laying in, like at the bottom of the boat monitoring her her live and in case anything happened i was supposed to save her i had like a walkie on and then they'd call cut and you would just see me from the shore just like pop up <laughs> you're like we're we going again <laughs> yeah there, there were some really funny times yeah that was good times were there any um horrifying student film <clears throat> experiences i seem to remember somebody sticking a red camera out an upstairs window at Mangiamo's. I don't know who that was. Jib without any safety. Okay, there was safety. We had safety. <laughs> the jib took two and a half hours to set up for some reason, but we also didn't need it on a jib. I saw. I wasn't. I wasn't there. I just saw a picture posted on Facebook, and I'm like, "What the?" That that picture looks like a. It looks like a sasquatch picture it's so blurry and like grainy and you just see tanner's like glowing white eyes pretty much giving the thumbs up but i knew what was happening but the, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah a moment that will live in infamy 
Uh, any other ones? <laughs> Not related to me. <laughs> Not related to you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, when I when I bought my first camera, this is be, uh, uh, red before Compass had theirs. Um, it was capstone season when I got it, and I immediately um, was begged to loan it to one of the capstone groups that was shooting. And um, in the same fashion, I saw a picture on Facebook of somebody about 30 feet up a pine tree with my camera. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is climate with the camera? Yep. It's kind of impressive, actually. It was impressive. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, no, I, there's, I, I have some really great memories for it. Some of them not so great, but one of these days I'll have to write them down. But you're, um, you're retired from teaching. I am retired from teaching. Yeah. COVID, COVID was sort of the end of that for me because all of my classes were hands-on classes for right. the most part. And it's really hard to teach those remotely. And it like all the fun went out of it for me. And when we were entering our second year of, you know, COVID lockdowns or, you know, um, you know, restrictions, I all, you know, I just decided I was done. All the fun was gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, too bad, but it was a fun run. I had taught for 12 years. Well, it was a depressive good, good era yeah yeah amazing i lasted yeah. that long <laughs> with some of the antics in, the, in a in a basement more or less yes no i remember film fundamentals the days that you weren't there and we had a sub we were kind of like this isn't fun we always had a good time we, in we, that class we, we all we all liked you quite a bit oh thank you so don't have to focus on teaching anymore you must miss it like a little bit. I do miss it. Again, I miss that interaction with yeah. people. You know, that was the fun part of every day was, you know, seeing what new, wonderful, you know, antics people would come up with. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially in some of the, you know, the crazier, like music video production class and stuff right. like that. You know, people would do all kinds of wacky projects. And it was really fun to see that stuff. What do you plan on doing? with all your free time now slash what have you been doing with all your free time besides well, I don't seem to have much free time. So that, all right. <laughs> that's, I'm not sure exactly how and that works. And why is that? But, uh, um, well, brain cell has, has got me very busy. That's good. Um, you know, what sort of started out as a, this would be a kind of neat idea has become a bit all consuming. And, um, uh, you know, we've been in a really heavy growth phase for the, past five years you know we've added tons of inventory we've got you know a really good crew working now who all former students of mine i cherry picked you know some of the best people and um got them to come to work for me and you know now we're in our new facility and it's the beginning of the season you know things are really starting to get cranked up here in west michigan and uh, we're busy i mean there's always something to do um, we're in the middle right now of changing over to a new software system, which sounds boring as heck, but you know, it's, I, I think it's interesting. It's essential, yeah. you know, for tracking all of our rentals and, and doing all of our quotations and things like that. 
And so I've been working on that for the last couple months, which I mean, it's just with like all I do, right. You know, sit and work on all that stuff. So, you know, owning a business is always an adventure. Like you never kind of know what the next day is going to bring. Yeah. You have any uh, block parties planned? We're hoping um, now that the weather is getting nice and COVID seems to be uh, on the decline, we're planning to have a big open house party. And uh, yeah, things that we couldn't do the last couple of years. Right. So yeah, it should be fun. Everyone show up to the uh, block party. It'll Heck be great. yeah. I'm going to be there. Lots of fun stuff. Some brain cell swag. Yeah. Get hats. Everyone, Brain cell hats. get hats. Austin's yeah. wearing his. Yeah. They're cool. They're comfy. <clears throat> we have t-shirts. We yeah. have all kinds of things. Yeah. So working with all these cinema cameras, all these lenses, you must have favorites. I do. Do I have to tell? Would you like to share? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're pretty camera agnostic. I mean, as far as actual cameras go, everybody makes good cameras these days. Although I have a personal preference, I guess, for Ari cameras. Of course. Right now they're yeah. pretty much the top of the heap, um, especially the Alexa Mini LF, which we are very proud to have. The only one in West Michigan. Really? Yeah. So. Do you know how many how many are there out there? Um, not not that many. That's a Pretty pricey, specialized device. There's a few in Michigan, mostly over in Detroit. Okay. We have the only one over here. That's awesome. Um, Lenses, you know, we have a really broad um, selection of lenses, you know, and lenses are sort of like paintbrushes, right? Yeah. They're all different and they all do little different things and they all have different character and things like that. But I have to say cook lenses in general are my favorite. The the famous cook look, as yeah. they call it, you know, is, is they look fantastic. It's hard to beat. They, you know, even make me look good when I'm on camera. <laughs> so uh, you always look good. Ah, sure. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they give me that little extra. Yeah. A little bit of glow. Yeah, exactly. Where do you see brain cell in the next five years? Good question. You know, we're hoping to really become the hub of the West Michigan camera community. You know, we want to be the place where everybody goes to try new stuff and hang out and network and, and, um, you know, just have a good time talking about the stuff that we all love, you know, cameras and lenses and lighting and, you know, all the other kind of things that my wife rolls her eyes about. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, we want to continue the mentoring aspect of things. You know, we have a bunch of workshops and training sort of things, you know, in the works that we're um, now that we're in our own facility and we've got some space, you know, we can do um, because a really big part of what our business, you know, is about is we have to educate people. We have to educate the people that use the equipment. They have to educate the clients, um, you know, the people that they work for about why they should use this equipment, you know, what makes it better or more appropriate for the job that they're doing, Um, what the differences are between things. And so, you know, we feel like a big part of our job is educating people. 
So I think brain cell will continue to grow. I mean, we we're always buying new things, adding new things. Uh, we just added a really sophisticated motion control system this week that allows you to do computerized programmed camera moves. Um, so, uh, you know, and of course, first we have to learn how to use it and yeah. then we can show other people how to use it. So we're kind of in the middle of that. Um, but we're always adding things, bringing in things, testing things, trying things. And we want other people to feel free to come hang out with us and do that stuff. Right. So, yeah, we really, we really hope brain cells like the camera clubhouse for West Michigan. You're already on a pretty good, uh, path. We're, get, we're getting there. That. Yeah, we're getting there. Kind of not <clears throat> too much in the competition department. <laughs> no. Well, we're lucky. We're sort of in our own little geographic bubble here. Yeah. In Grand Rapids, you know, we're a few hours to Chicago and a few hours to Detroit and then there's us. So um, that's good and uh, and bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you know, so um, but we're we really want to help the community grow. Uh, there's a really great production community here. A lot of really good people, a lot of really good companies, um, a lot of really good clients. You know, we've got, I don't know, more than a dozen Fortune 1000 corporations in West Michigan. You know, they all have extensive needs for visual communication. So, you know, we just want to help all of that stuff prosper. That's awesome. We're kind of... um Almost, almost at the half hour mark, okay. but we'll keep going. Got a few, um, not a problem. Few general audience member level questions that we can discuss. Okay. What have you been watching lately, Tom? What have I been watching? Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> well, I'll watch anything Marvel. Have you watched Moon Knight? I have watched the first episode. So I think the second one comes think, out today, right? Yeah. 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 I watched the first episode. It was confusing yes <laughs> <laughs> to say the least but i enjoyed it i think oscar isaac really good i really liked him um i yeah it was that was really interesting like the cinematography <clears throat> yeah, quite a bit yeah i thought it, it looked fantastic yeah um yeah i feel like all of the marvel series that they've done recently have been like they've explored all these different sort of ways of presenting stories it's yeah. really interesting like they really feel free to just experiment kind of so yeah so i'll watch anything marvel um i just watched woo assassins oh really on netflix highly recommended if you're into um gory martial arts stuff <laughs> okay but i am beauti beautifully <laughs> shot fantastically shot and um, really good uh, visual effects, which I'm a fan of having spent so many years making them. I enjoy watching them and having other people make them when I don't have to. Yeah. But I can appreciate all the time that goes into them. So um, yeah, highly recommend Woo Assassins. It was a sleeper. I just was like, Oh, I wonder what this is. And I clicked <laughs> on it and then I was like, Oh my. I just, <clears throat> um, I just watched. Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor, like sci-fi body horror, obviously son of guy who made The Fly. <laughs> I have not seen that. He is, um, he's carrying on the body horror um, aspects. Very, very good. 
I, I was reading up about it and he was like, yeah, anything we wanted to achieve effects wise, we knew we could do it like VFX, like CGI, but they figured out how to do it practically in, in the camera. camera. Yeah. Everything they did, <clears throat> they figured out how to do it in camera by themselves. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we're sort of in this golden age of visual effects, you know, and I know, you know, like the LED volume studios and things, you know, we're just really starting to scratch the surface of what you can do with those. But, you know, visual effects, you know, when I was doing it in the, mostly in the nineties, it was really hard. Yeah. I mean, it took, you know, we would render 3d animation and it would take, you know, hours to render one frame because the computer power just wasn't there. And, and now, you know, visual effects companies can make pretty much anything if they have enough time, you know, like, you know, budget obviously is a consideration, but the capability of the artists, the software, the computer power, pretty much anything you can think of, they can do. And it's, it's really liberating, you know, for storytelling, I think, yeah. to be able to do that. Um, I'm really interested to see what comes next. And I love the Mandalorian and all the stuff that they did with the LED volume stuff. We're starting to see people use those in, um, uh, corporate production, mm-hmm. you know, General Motors did some projects in Detroit using them. Uh, I'm sure we'll see tons more of that. And um, yeah, it just gets better and better, you know, and now they have, you know, camera control and, and you know, framing, you know, control of the camera in those 3D worlds. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And I, I agree with you about the golden age thing, because I feel like mid 2000s through like 20 as as late as like 2018 2019 everyone was like let's see how far we can push cgi like how much can we cgi in this movie and get away with and people did it sometimes it worked sometimes it did not work at all and people finally crossed that line where they're like okay we can't we can't cgi everything and expect people to be impressed by it Nowadays, it's more impressive to do something practically than it is to have a really good yeah, I mean, CGI I think, thing. A lot yeah, of the time. Well, there, I mean, depending uh, on what you do, CGI sort of became a, oh, because we can do it, we should do it. Yeah. You know, which isn't necessarily a good idea. And, um, you know, a, a good concept that's well executed will always stand out. I mean, if you look at, you know, even like Jurassic Park, you know. Right. 30 years old now and um it still holds up it still looks great because it was really well done you know and there was some cgi and there was some you know models and puppets and there were some miniatures and you know it was a little bit of everything um but they did a really good job and so it stands up and then you look at some stuff where it's just like okay too much right. yeah. over the top take you know dial it down a little bit so I just, I really appreciate it when I see, you know, effects that are really well conceived and well done. That's I feel like that's the defining trait between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Lord of the Rings will always hold up. The Hobbit has never held up. <laughs> yeah. Because of how much they relied on visual effects for The Hobbit production versus the years and years of fine-tuning practical effects for the original trilogy. Exactly, yeah. 
yeah, I, I, you know, it's great that filmmakers have all these tools at their disposal now, you know? So if you have the budget and you have the time, you can figure out, you know, all the best techniques to do something. It's really great. And I just, I love watching like things as people come up with stuff. I like, I like to be like, whoa, yeah, you know, how, <laughs> wow, how they do that. And then I'd love to, you know, reverse engineer everything and try, right. to, try to dissect it, you know? So. Yeah. It's My wife fun. doesn't love that. She's like, can't you just enjoy the story? I'm no, I can't. <laughs> I have to rip it apart. I'm the same way. And Grace, Grace is like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Man, I don't want to okay. know, right? <laughs> yeah. Before we wrap up, is there anything you would like to say to any aspiring cinematographers or filmmakers in general? Aspiring cinematographers. Well, practice. I mean, get out and make stuff. That's the best thing you can do. You know, you can watch YouTube videos and till you're blue in the face, but there's no substitute for just getting out and doing it and doing it and doing it, making mistakes and learning from your mistakes and trying new things. I think that's super important. Um, You know, brain cells always ready to help people. You know, if you want to get your hands on equipment, come and see us. You know, we're always happy to do that. Um, One thing I do want to bring up, we are um, active. um, Michigan is trying to bring back our film incentives. Um, At one time in the, uh, 2010 sort of range, Michigan had the most um, lucrative incentive, film incentives in the country, and it was it, it worked. A bunch of big films came and shot here. Um, unfortunately, those incentives weren't constructed very well, and um, it wasn't as advantageous for the state as it should have been or could have been, so they, they went away. Um, but there's now an industry group that we're part of the, called MIFIA, the Michigan Film Industry Association, which is um, working to bring back uh, better structured incentives for Michigan. And um, you only have to look at a state like Georgia, where the film incentives there have been incredibly powerful, you know, generating billions of dollars of yeah. revenue every year. And thousands of jobs and, you know, hundreds of businesses and facilities and things to see how you can, you know, how if you do it right, it works properly. So we're trying to do it right this time around. I would encourage everybody to um, find out more about MIFIA and and support it, uh, become a member or a sponsor. Um, Right now, we have a bill has been introduced into the Michigan legislature and it's being debated not quite ready to vote on it yet, but um, so far it's looking fairly positive. So there's a good chance that we may be able to bring back a you know better constructed film incentive for Michigan that you know is really Michigan centric. You know, it really favors Michigan filmmakers and Michigan companies and you know um, Michigan infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really all about. Yeah, I mean, these are great jobs. I've been working in this industry for 40 years. It's fun. It pays well. You work with great people. And, um, you know, we want more of that in Michigan. I knew the um, I knew the film incentives were trying to come back, but I didn't realize 
it's we're like spearheading it's, that operation. I don't know. I wouldn't say we're spearheading, but we're we're a spear carrier. <laughs> yeah, How's definitely, that? Yeah, definitely a very um, integral part of that. Yeah. Well, uh, we believe in it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we have a vested interest in its success. It'll help us, but it'll help Michigan too. I mean, it's a great. Our industry is a crazy business, as you know, right? It spends tons of money to solve problems, and it moves really fast, and it changes really quickly. And that's the kind of industry that Michigan should want to have, right? It's, I mean, it really generates a lot. And um, it doesn't take a big infrastructure. You don't have to build a factory and, you know, have all that smokestack, you know, uh, stuff to have a successful film production, right? So the film industry moves fast, spends lots of money, and, um, you know, doesn't leave uh, you know a lot of you know footprints behind when it's done. So it's a it's a great industry, and um, hopefully Michigan will embrace it. That's awesome. Well, Tom, I think we have reached the end of our time here. This has been fun. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, um, I'll be sure to stop by the shop. Please play with some gear. <clears throat> yeah, we'd love to have everybody come on by. Yeah, you know we are uh, open to. Help anybody with any project. Don't be afraid to, you know, give us a call. Come on in. And um, you know, we would love to see all of the West Michigan film community through our doors this year. Yeah, that's, that's so cool what you guys do there. Um, you heard it here first. Visit Brain Cell Camera, new shop. Tom's great. Everyone that works for him is super fun. I hope you would agree. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I know you give some of them a hard time every now and again. Oh, they deserve it. Yeah, I know. I know they do. <laughs> uh, no, join we have us. a great team. Yeah, honestly. Um, join us for the next one. Um, don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be something cool. Uh, get off her porch. Have a good one. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. Oh.